Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers. I'm Aaron Fraser. And I'm Matt Bose. In this episode, we're going to discuss three Bollywood horror movies featuring popular and familiar supernatural creatures. First up, Ram Gopalvarma's 2003 ghost story, Boot, with Ajay Devgan, Ermila Madankar, and Rekha. Then, Ekthi Dayan, Kanan Iyer's 2013 witch tale with Emran Hashmi, Huma Qureshi, Kankona Sancharma, and Kelki Kechlin. And finally, Sef Ali Khan in Raj Nidimuru and Krishna DK's stoner zombie comedy, Go Go A Gun. Happy Halloween, everyone! Happy Halloween! <laughs> um, and if you are not celebrating Halloween, we hope that at the very least you like horror films, because this episode we are going to be discussing some Bollywood horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we quite like horror movies, Matt. Watch them all the time. Yeah. I went to uh, Metro Cinema last night and watched uh, Halloween. They they re uh, showed it. The John Carpenter one? Yes. Yeah? They re-showed it. That's what <laughs> I'm calling it now. It was a repertory screening of Halloween. Oh, and how yeah. was that? It was good. Uh, I forgot uh, how kind of live and tricky uh, Michael Myers was. Mm-hmm. I guess I was kind of thinking in the same mold as uh, Jason from Friday the 13th, where he's kind of just a big, you know hunk of man that chases you down and doesn't stop, but Michael Myers drives a car for about half the movie. Mm. He plays dead. He hides. He, you know, he does a lot of kind of tricksy things, and even kind of visually, he is a bit more svelte, so it was it was interesting to uh, revisit that. And that's uh, kind of the prototype for the slasher film, which is a distinctly American genre that sure has been um, kind of spread out um, outside of Hollywood since then, but um, I still think very distinctly uh, North American. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas we're going to be talking about some supernatural films uh, because, well, they're the ones that we found mm-hmm. looked worth discussing, and also because I think um, the supernatural creatures will give us an in into these films because we're you know dealing with kind of concepts and characters that we're already familiar with that we already see in kind of many other kinds of films. Yeah, definitely one of these three movies has a unique portrayal of that monster. Oh, I'll yeah. let you decide we when will, you see it. We will get to that. Um, now, Asia has quite a reputation for horror films. Mm-hmm. Especially Japan, Korea. They, uh, you know, in the last 15 years or so have really moved up in the public imagination as being their own brand of scary mm-hmm. and often remade by Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. They get remade quite often. They're very chilling um, and oftentimes kind of very disturbing and unique. And it's really kind of the Japanese and Korean influence has really kind of invigorated, I think, what we're seeing in Hollywood now. Now, we're obviously, Asia is a very, very large place and very culturally diverse. And India itself is culturally diverse. Um, were you expecting the reputation of Asian horror films to extend to the Bollywood films before we saw them? I hadn't really heard anything great about Bollywood horror movies. I hadn't actually even... Like, we have a really big film festival in, here in town called Dead Fest, where we mm-hmm. went to go see Green Room last week, which is a great movie, by the way. Yeah. And they make it a point of pride to find new and interesting um, horror movies from around the world. And for the life of me, I can't remember a time where they ever brought one in from India. No, I know um, Fantasia out in 
Montreal did show Q's latest Ludo, which looks like super violent and creepy. That's a Bengali director. He's um, parallel cinema, isn't he? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so he's a Bengali filmmaker. So that's not a Bollywood film. But That's actually the sort of thing that would scare me. Like someone who is like not trying to be creepy and go for, you know, gross outs and stuff, but just something that's a little bit off kilter, like a David Lynch that mm-hmm. I always find a lot more disturbing than, um, you know, ooh, a monster. <laughs> well, these films are very, ooh, a monster. They're pretty ooh, a monster. Yeah. Um, so we didn't find a, kind of a rich horror culture uh, in Bollywood when we went looking for some films to watch. And certainly there are some Bollywood horror films, uh, but not m- not many compared to, you know, the rom-coms and the historical dramas. It seems weird. And I mean, like, uh, you know, for a culture that, uh, well, for a film culture that produces so much material, you'd think that they would get onto the, um, you know, the found footage genre. Or, there is a found footage one. But is it a horror yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, the found footage genre or even like a, um, uh, even like remaking Korean Japanese movies for that matter. Well, and they have done a bit of that. There's a remake There's an I Saw of, the Devil, right? There's Yeah, there's a remake of I Saw the Devil. There's a remake of Old Boy. Um, but I didn't find any of any of the horror films. Yeah, so we did, uh, we did find quite a few titles to consider and... You know, unfortunately, not a lot of kind of fanfare or as much written about uh, the horror genre in Bollywood as, you know, kind of the other films that are around. Um, and we dove in. Um, unfortunately, we don't have a film starring uh, Papastri Basa, uh, who is probably the closest actress, I would say, in Bollywood to being considered a screen queen. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in <laughs> the unfortunately titled Jism. Right, Jism. Um, it means body, right? Yes. I think we can be forgiven for thinking that might have been a porn movie. <laughs> yes. Um, and she was recently in a film called Alone, um, which Which looks- is a conjoined twinned kind of sisters by Brian De Palma-y looking thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, although probably like... A little bit cheaper and a little bit more off the wall than uh, than Brian De Palma. Than that film. That film's kind of arty. If you wanted to do uh, some dance sequences, I think a uh, pair of people, you know, stuck together at the hip or something could make for an interesting dance. Maybe. I, you know, we'll have to watch alone to see what they did. Um, and she was also in this film, um, Raz, uh, which helped start... Um, kind of a resurgence or an interest in Bollywood horror films mm-hmm. um, came out in 2002, and a year later, Boot came out. So, so Bollywood horror is what you're saying is kind of coming back into the forefront. It's only been maybe 10 years that they've become popular again, and people have been making them. Well, yeah, from my research, I could really only find films kind of within the past 10 years. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't see a lot of making the genre before that. There is a popularity of kind of um, a Nagini character, like a snake woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and but so, this ties into your mythological type films. Yeah, well, sort of. So there were there were some films about snake women. Snake women and kind of like Amir Khan is in one. Um, in right, kind of we saw that on uh, Pretentious Movie Reviews, which mm-hmm. is a really good uh, YouTube channel. If 
if you're looking for some more Bollywood dissections, they're pretty funny. Mm -hmm. This moment in 2002 and 2003 with Roz and Boot really kind of um, showed that the genre could be commercially profitable. So why don't we, uh, that's enough kind of rambling preamble about how little we know about Bollywood horror films. Now uh, you know. <laughs> why don't we uh, move into our first film, Matt? Sure. Uh, Boot, which means ghost, B-H-O-O-T, came out in 2003 and stars Ajay Devgan, Umla Matankar, and Rekha. It was a huge hit and spawned a sequel called Boot Returns, which... I don't know if it's the same ghost, and quite frankly, I don't care. <laughs> uh, this movie takes place in urban India, um, I believe it was Mumbai, where a young couple have bought an apartment for a suspiciously low price. Mm-hmm. And Why would it be so suspiciously low, Matt? Well, the catch here is that the uh, previous owner of the apartment, Manjita, I believe mm-hmm. her name was, she flung herself over the balcony... And her son also died under mysterious circumstances. So, yeah, people just kind of wanted to leave this one alone. But uh, Ajay Devgan and his wife move in. And it kind of turns into... It starts off promising. It's it's kind of a, uh, I would say, juon or even maybe a repulsion where... The husband's off at work all day long, in doing a job which is hilariously, like, you see him get into his office, he puts his bag down, he just sits down, and then it cuts away. <laughs> and then you see him leave his office. He's office man. Yeah, he, he just does something in an office somewhere. Whereas the wife is sitting at home, kind of going a little bit crazy. Channel surfing and watching Do South! Yeah, for uh, <laughs> fellow Canadians out there, there is a reference to 90s television classic Do South. Which, Starring Paul Gross, who is in uh, Deepa Mehta's latest film. Uh, Deepa Mehta, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what happens is this the ghost of the uh, dead woman takes over the, the wife, and they have to find uh, Rekha, who plays a kind of ghost whisperer type, and see if she can figure out what the problem is here. And I don't want to go into spoiler territory, but... There are some nefarious deeds going on at this uh, apartment building. Yeah, so this is directed by uh, Ram Gopavarma, who is a significant figure in uh, both the Bollywood and the Telugu film industries. Um, one of his uh, kind of biggest and more popular films is uh, Dilse, which, as you'll remember, I mentioned in our first episode as the first Bollywood film I ever saw, and it's amazing. I'm going to watch it soon, I know. Yeah, we'll have to make you watch that soon. And he's kind of dabbled in, you know, kind of most modes and genres. Dilse is a big um, kind of, it's about terrorism, but it's also got a lot of singing and dancing and a love triangle. I'm intrigued by it because it seems like the love triangle is completely unrequited and Sharuk is potentially a little bit in the wrong by obsessing over this girl, which... That's a fun little angle on, you know, these dancing scenes. Uh, we, we do have to make you watch this film soon, don't we? Yeah, I, I was reading about it in a list of the greatest musicals, and mm-hmm. it was number two. Yeah. Well, Ram Gopavarma has also made, uh, you know, a lot of parallel cinema films, some docudramas. He's dabbled in the avant-garde. He even did a silent short at one point. Interesting. Um, and I think it's very clear that Boot is not your typical Bollywood film, and f- what hits you kind of 
immediately or, you know, as the film goes on, is there are no songs. Yeah. Do you think he's kind of a Steven Soderbergh type if he's going into different genres and proving artistically and commercially successful in them? Um, yeah, I think Soderbergh would probably be a fairly Especially, you know, engagement with film history, too, doing a silent movie. That's, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so there's not even, like, not even songs where there are no dancing, because sometimes we'll see films that, uh, that don't feature any dancing but still have songs. There are no songs. This is kind of the... It really eliminates that aspect of Bollywood cinema, which Even I think, more so than that, it almost is completely diegetic at some points. There's... Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something that we talked about afterwards, is that we thought, you know, this... Uh, this creeping sense of dread he's trying to uh, get across here would be a lot better if there were a droning, perhaps David Lynch-esque score in the background making you feel uneasy. Because a lot of the uh, like the so- shot setups, they are legitimately kind of freaky, but... There's a lot of shots of people's feet. Like, yeah. There's a lot of really low angles and this brightly lit, kind of really concrete apartment. And shots of people's there's there's all kinds of things like Dutch angles and a bit of a fisheye lens and the the camera kind of floats along and follows her around the apartment in a way that does kind of you know make you think about a ghost even though the ghost in the movie does walk around but I don't think that doesn't do enough I think for us to really kind of put you in kind of the mood or the atmosphere that the film is attempting to elicit. There was one good scare in kind of a dream sequence, and I could have used, like, six more of those. It's, like, this film is, it's super brightly lit. Like, they have some great windows in this apartment, or, like, really kind of cool fluorescent lights everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and without music or without kind of... Um, atmosphere created within the image with just kind of this camera work that sure is somewhat unique and somewhat unsettling it doesn't quite convey the message of the film so i think we spent the first kind of hour of this film it's a it's about two hours it feels like four hours really like you know chomping at the bit like when are we going to get to the scares when are we going to get to the horse i find most horror films like take especially if they're not sequels, take a while to set up the premise. Well, thinking about Halloween last night, it, it's about... I mean, Michael Myers kills his sister in the first two minutes of the movie, but then it's about 40 minutes or so yeah. before the chaos really starts up again. Yeah, we usually have like a good 40 minutes of setup in, in most it's, stories. It's to make you before. like the characters. Yeah. Exactly, and to care about them. But here, this was just going on forever, and there's not a huge cast of characters, and... Yeah, you, there's maybe six people in the whole movie. You assume that when you get to kind of the the breaking point when, you know, the horror starts to happen, that then it's going to be at kind of a breakneck pace. And, oh, man, even after an hour, we were still waiting for the horror. Yeah. I mean, I guess you kind of, you, you do feel for the wife in this situation, but all FJ Devgan does is kind of stand aghast, like, oh, no, a ghost stole my wife. Like, it's not... Uh, <laughs> Almost got a spit take out of you there. It's it's not really... Uh, you don't really care who he is as a person. You don't like him. He's he's kind of an asshole the whole movie. And yeah. it's not an asshole in a way in a slasher movie, for instance, where you're kind of rooting for him to get off either. It's just more like, okay, so he's a dick. 
And this is your first Ajay Devgan film. You haven't seen him in anything else before this. I haven't, no. I've just seen him in the amazing clip from the film Singham, where he <laughs> whips a bunch of guys with his belt after delivering some amazing slaps. So I want to see the rest of the movie to see who these guys are and why they're getting slapped. <laughs> um, but did I you... think they're ruffians. Okay. Did you get any perception of kind of his acting style or his on-screen presence? Uh, he's tall and handsome and... He does a good, oh, go stole my wife <laughs> face. But nothing that, you, you know, you didn't see really any kind of star power. No, that he did, barely you? even talks during the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, as you can tell, we weren't huge fans of this film, which is too bad because with Ram Gopal Varma's name on it, I was kind of expecting uh, something of a. Um, like of a pretty decent high caliber. I mean, learning more about his filmography, it does seem like a film student trying to make an artsy movie, like an artsy horror movie, and then forgetting to put all the scares in. But yeah, but he's a pretty established director at this point. Yeah, but he, he's known for playing with genre and all that. Yeah. And he certainly did. It just, it didn't really fulfill me on the basic things that I would like a horror movie to do. Yeah, and I guess um, I question if, you know, the pacing of this film and kind of um, it's being really low on tension and scares, at least from our perspective, is because, you know, we watch a lot of horror movies. And we watch a lot of horror movies from both Hollywood and from Japan and Korea Mm -hmm. and have kind of... uh, France. Yeah, France for sure. Oh God, there's they get extreme in France. Um, yeah, this so, is the anti martyrs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God! If you thought martyrs was maybe a little bit too extreme, why not try boot? <laughs> so, but we have a we have a certain palette for horror films that I wonder if um, in 2003 the you know the Bollywood audience in India didn't have. Yeah, um, it's. It's tough to make that generalization, but... Uh, well, and it's important to remember that, you know, films in India are heavily censored. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can't... You couldn't have a slasher film in the way that we see them there. I don't I don't think that would... Well, I mean, we do see a lot of violence, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I don't know how far they are allowed I mean, to go with frightening even content, thinking I guess. Of, uh, thinking of Gajini, actually, mm-hmm. the first... Let's say the first 45 minutes of the movie where he's going around having revenge on people. This is pretty violent. I, I, if I remember right, he pulls a, uh, a faucet out of a wall and stick it, sticks it into a guy's chest. No blood comes out, but that is pretty hardcore. Um, mm-hmm. And even even the way he's dressed in that movie during that sequence and when, he's, uh, when he comes to the uh, nurse's college to find the girl who's got his, uh, his diary or whatever, like, you know... The lights get shut out in the college. The elevators doesn't work, and he's uh, he's kind of stalking her through the building. I thought that was a lot more effective. Well, and you know, I it, think, it's later than this movie, obviously. Yeah, and I think one of the things that we've seen that Bollywood does really, really well is revenge, mm-hmm. and this also turns into a revenge narrative. And I think it could have been so much more satisfying if it just kind of, you know, upped the atmosphere and maybe you know condensed it a bit. But already at two hours. Um, it's not a long Bollywood movie, you know, that's pretty short by Bollywood standards. It felt long. But it did feel and very long. Like, even though the apartment building is modern and not that's, like, it's not a spooky apartment building like we're going to get to in the next film, um, it does kind of 
uh, the director kind of plays with perspective to make it look like it's growing, and I think the weird camera angles try and aid that process, but at the end of the day, it's still kind of a bland setting. Did you find that there was anything new introduced in kind of your perception or conception of um, a ghost story or a ghost in this film? No. This this ghost could have easily been a like a hikikomori type or just a haunted woman moving around. Um, yeah. I was hoping that there would be some sort of cultural aspect that it plays on, but uh, it for sure did not. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, what about uh, Ermila Madankar and Rekha, the two, uh, the two female leads, leads in this film? Uh, I think, you know, Umala does what she can with what she's got. I mean, she's she does a good job. She's the standout performer yeah, in this. Of like, being someone freaked out by a ghost. That's, there's a way to go into self-parody on that. And she doesn't, which is nice. Yeah, no, I think the film totally belongs to her. I think if I was going to recommend this for anything, it would be her performance. Mm -hmm. I think she really sells it. That's Um, where I'm kind of thinking about repulsion, too. Just a woman stuck alone in her apartment. mm -hmm. And going crazy and having the whole movie kind of rest on her shoulders. Yeah, but I mean, I think there could have been more to amp that Mm -hmm. paranoia. And Rekha? Rekha... I liked Rekka in this movie. She was probably my favorite character. <laughs> She's got such gray lipstick on. She's, like, really vamping it up the whole movie. Um, she's brought in as the ghost whisperer, as we mentioned before. And she's, you know, quick with cryptic pronouncements of, oh, the ghost wants us to do this. Or, the dead never lie. That kind of thing. And that was fun. Uh, I could have, you know, there's a cop that shows up. Who cares? I want Rekka, Ghost Detective. Yeah, I think the first half of this film is way too long, but luckily in the second half it really picks up. Really? Um, it picks up. I wouldn't say I think it really as, picks No, up. I think as soon as Rekka get, gets on screen yeah. and, and they She's actually... at least entertaining to see. And that actually finally brings in the supernatural <laughs> element that you're just kind of waiting for. Yeah. Um, but the pacing of this movie really needs to be fixed, in my opinion. Yeah, so in conclusion, why was this a hit? Um, I think maybe because there wasn't much else like it. And it's coming from a director that people like. Yeah. He was, he's a big deal. Yeah, and Ajay Devgan's a star. Um, yeah, Rekha, I, Rekha's also a star. Yeah, yeah. She was a, a one-time uh, rumored uh, kind of a lover of Amitabh Bachchan. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I do like the ending theme song, which comes as a breath of, th- of fresh air after... Was pretty much a dull movie. (laughs) And I think we should maybe throw to that now. Yes. For interval. So here we go. We are going to play uh, the theme from Boot. Uh, Boot Hoon Main. Yeah. And it's intermission time. Enjoy it. You will be able to sing along really quickly. Welcome back, lovers. I hope you enjoyed a song about Boot. <laughs> that was Boot Hoon Main from the film Boot. So when we talked about Boot five seconds ago, <laughs> yeah, um, we did kind of 
wonder as to why the setting was so bland. Mm-hmm. Well, in Egg the Dion, which also essentially takes place in a haunted apartment building, the setting the setting is anything but bland. Maybe let let, let him fill him in. What's the what's the movie? Yes. About? Okay. So Egg the Dion, which translates to Once There Was a Witch. So we've gone from ghost stories to witch stories. Mm-hmm. Um, witch stories? Those stories. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Going on. Uh, stars Emron ha- Hashimi as the magician Bobo. Bobo the magician. Uh, I think it sounds better in Hindi. It must. Like, it's it's kind of hard to take uh, your, like, main hero seriously. And he's, like, like he's not a silly magician. Like, he's no. not, like, juggling and pulling, like, things out of hats. He's more like your... Um, he's kind of a David Copperfield type. David Copperfield. I feel like there's a little bit of Chris Angel in him. He... His, maybe his tricks? No, his illusions. Sorry, his illusions. Not, not his tricks. Uh, they're perhaps a little bit Chris Angelish, but he's not dressed like a douche. No, exactly. Um, so I think we're supposed to take him seriously, but man, with a name like Bobo. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> probably shouldn't make fun of him. Uh, Bobo and his uh, girlfriend Huma Koreshi are trying to adopt a child. Mm-hmm. And she's what the stage manager of his show. Too? Yeah, something yeah. like that. They work together. It's nice. But Bobo is haunted by the death of his sister when he was a child. And then, flashback. We see his childhood. In a classic, like, one-hour-long flashback. (laughs) This is a great flashback. It's good, This is a 100% satisfying flashback. It's not Kajini level, but it is... Yeah. You know, it's it's entertaining. And so we see his childhood with his sister and his dad. Their mother is uh, no longer with them. And things kind of start to become problematic when his dad encounters Konkana San Sharma and she inserts herself in their life. Before that, though, how exactly does Konkana San Sharma come into their life? Because it's hilarious and I want you to say. Oh, okay. Well, Bobo is fascinated by the supernatural. Yeah, the occult. And he believes that if he goes into the elevator and presses 666... He, the elevator will take him to hell. And guess what? The elevator does take He's him to totally hell. He's totally right. He's totally right. The elevator least, is an elevator to hell. He at least goes into a basement that is creepy. Yes. But, yeah. And then this brings... Coincidentally... Kankana and Sharma into yeah. their lives. And he suspects that this woman who starts off as his nanny and then becomes his stepmother is a witch. And, spoiler alert, she's totally a witch. Uh, who can transform into a lizard to mm-hmm. hide, and her feet are backwards. Yeah, that was an interesting uh, facet of kind of Indian occult lore that we learned in this, that witches, their feet are attached backwards. And it's even referenced in uh, our third film that we're talking, Go, Go, Agon. And yeah. so this is... Uh, so it's not just made up for this movie. When no, 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 no. It's, uh, I mean, there's witch, there's lore about witches all over the world. And so I think in, in Ekthi Diane. You get to see kind of a, a really different... Like, these are not kind of double-double toil and trouble of witch, witches. They're not casting yeah. spells. They're very much more, uh, like, demon, like demonized women. Yeah. And they also gain power from uh, their very long braid. Yeah, which they can kind of use as a scorpion tail for attacks, too. So that's pretty cool. Very cool. Um, going back to kind of present day, uh, at one of his shows, Bobo asks... Kaleki Kochalin to come on stage and she kind she's of... She's from Canada, if I remember right. She is from Canada, yeah. the film. She makes kind of jokes about being a witch 
And Bobo starts to notice other strange occurrences in his life, and he starts to believe that she is a witch. Specifically, the witch that screwed up his family. Yes, because she has always promised to return. Yeah, and she wants to buy the apartment where his family died in. So, mm-hmm. don't want to go into spoilers on it, but... It's quite a... Shit goes down. Yeah, it's quite a complicated plot, but unlike Boot, I thought this had... A lot of style, mm-hmm. a lot of atmosphere, and a lot going for it. I really enjoyed this film. Yeah, it was it was really interesting. Um, it's something I don't know if it's quite as hardcore as you would want to show at a dead fest, but it was certainly just a really interesting horror movie with an engaging, uh, you know, villain and you a hero that we it like. Yeah, a supernatural thriller. Like it, it's kind of. It's not quite as violent as an Army of Darkness, but no. it, it is kind of that sort of adventure horror yeah which was really entertaining it's super creepy at times though i think when you know kind of the witches are finally revealed that's very unsettling and the scenes in hell uh are creepy and you know it almost has um we're almost in like del toro territory here as opposed to you know like your (laughs) slasher film type territory yeah um i liked uh i liked emron who we first saw in the dirty picture yeah coincidentally also a guy who dresses up in black all the time and is very serious about his job he played the director who didn't care for uh silks um kind of wanton ways in that movie and this one very committed to his craft and committed to his girlfriend but goddamn witches always getting up in his business (laughs) damn those witches and humor koreshi konkanasan sharma and kalki kochlin are like a trio of fascinating actresses Mm -hmm. all three of these women are really interesting and different films also if you're into bollywood for the music we've got a musical number at the a wedding Mm -hmm. and there's also kind of a song and dance number that ends in tragedy in the apartment yeah yeah it's uh it's got the things that you've may have come to like over the years for bollywood films. yeah so it still embraces being a bollywood film i think unlike boot which was trying to do something else um Mm -hmm. But let's talk about these three actresses for a second. So we've seen uh, Huma Qureshi and Kaliki Kochalin in uh, a few Anyar Kashyap films. Mm-hmm. Um, Kaliki Kochalin is also kind of translated to big um, Bollywood productions. Yeah, she's she in Yejawani Haidawani. Exactly. Um, and Kankana Sancharma, who we talked about in With Luck by Chance, mm-hmm. um, is very much more of a parallel cinema actress. And she was just recently in uh, Talvar with Arfan Khan that played at TIFF. Mm-hmm. Um, which Still got to see that one. It's a very serious film. It's very good. Um, and I think that casting these three women, I wanted kind of them to play off of each other a bit more. And unfortunately, because Kankana Sancharma's character is set in the past, she doesn't get a lot of opportunities to act or act with Huma Qureshi and Kaleki Kochlin. Mm-hmm. Um, but nonetheless, I think all three of them like really stand out mm-hmm. uh, in their roles and really kind of bring something different they don't like i was kind of afraid when we sat down to watch this that they would all be playing variations on the same kind of character the same kind of witchy w- woman yeah but they're all very different yeah huma crushy's you know a betty cooper type she's the girl next door best buds with bobo helps him with his magic you know just a just a solid lady to have in your corner mm-hmm. so um yeah and kelki coachland's got kind of a fun uh not from around here type thing. She's come to... Doesn't she go to India just based on seeing Bobo on YouTube? Like, yeah. she likes him that much, which 
is someone. And that's why she wants to live in his childhood home. So, Which like, is, creepy alert. Yeah, that, that's a little bit creepy right off the hop. I'd think she was a witch, too. Yeah. Yeah, if you'd had a history of being screwed over by witches, you might, uh, you might, <laughs> that might come up. But I think the film really belongs to Kankana Sanjarma. Mm-hmm. Her character is mesmerizing, and there's so much depth in kind of the way that she's playing this family, but clearly there's something going on underneath. And then when she kind of gets into full witch mode, mm-hmm. she's like, I mean, there's some special effects helping her out, but it's very clear that she's kind of carrying this with this really, I think, effective performance. And the child actors who play Bobo and his sister growing up, also pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite a quite a tragic film in parts. Visually really exciting. Uh, it is kind of in that Del Toro, super shadowy, lots of deep, dark colors and very visually engaging the whole time. Well, it's somewhat gothic, especially yeah. with this uh, this setting of the apartment building and, you know, kind of um, scenes that, like, there's a lot of doorways emphasized and that, that elevator, that mm-hmm. kind of transition period is exceptionally gothic and, you know, what can come in the safe environment of the home mm-hmm. and that that is, you know, the most dangerous thing, the thing that will infiltrate your space, your sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was really impressed by this. Highly recommend this one. It's, uh, you know, it's really delightful, actually. It's it's totally worth seeking out. And, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely over boot. Watch this. And, yeah, I, I don't feel like I've seen anything like it in uh, Bollywood. We should also say that um, it's directed by uh, Kenan Iyer, and this seems to be his first film. I couldn't find out much information about him, and I'd be it's interested a pretty good to one see to start. Uh, to see what else he does. Um, but it's written uh, by Vishal Bardwaj, uh, who has also directed um, a few popular Shakespeare adaptations, including Hater with Shahid Kapoor, which is an adaptation of Hamlet, mm-hmm. and um, the neo-noir with uh, Priyanka Chopra, Seven Kun Muff. Mm-hmm. Um, really interesting director who, you know, takes on more kind of serious and darker themes in Bollywood than, you know, the song and dance spectacles uh, lend themselves to for the most part. Our last film, Matt. Uh, this is a... <laughs> a zomcom. A zomcom. This is a stoner zombie comedy, which are three words that are so not Aaron's thing that you're so not my thing. Even comedy? You know me in comedy. I have such a hard time with comedy. Yeah, you're not really good at jokes. No, I have no sense of humor. Yeah, so go, go, a gone. Came out in 2013. Stars Saif Ali Khan, Kuno Kemu, Veer Das, Anand Tiwari, and Pooja Gupta. Um, only one of those who is well known at all is Saif Ali Khan. Yeah. Who we last saw in a nice movie called Race. <laughs> uh, which was about as tightly scripted as this movie. Um, it's a, a Zomcom, which... Uh, looking at, like reading up on this movie, it, it might even be the first Bollywood zombie movie. It was touted as India's first zombie film, like the very first one that the country had ever made, um, which is unsurprising because zombies themselves are such a modern supernatural kind of entity. Yeah. Um, such a like, modern monster. Like you didn't, and you, you, would very, see it, you would see the voodoo zombies sometimes, but like ever, are, ever since Night of the Living Dead, exactly, that's, that's yeah. where you get actual zombie movies. Our kind of 
pop culture expectation and perception of zombies really come from Night of the Living Dead. Like, there's some earlier films, I Walked with a Zombie. White um, Zombie. White Zombie. I think they're the same one, actually. Um, well, they're around the same time, um, which are based on kind of the Haitian concept of zombies, yeah, and that's... Voodoo zombies. That's where they're stealing the world. Like, that's where... Romero yeah. stole the word. But the dead things walking around wanting to eat brains or just parts of people. Yeah, so that wasn't really a thing until... Is Night Living Dead the 60s or the 50s? I believe it's 63. Yeah, so that wasn't really a thing until the 60s. And that genre has really kind of grown in Hollywood. Um, and doesn't have, I would say, a strong foothold necessarily in you know a lot of other places. However, that's clearly changing as you know, the best modern zombie movies are coming out of the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is the India's first zombie film. This one is definitely in the mold of a zombie land, I would say, mm-hmm. or maybe Shaun of the Dead. It's nowhere near as clever as Shaun of the it's, Dead, though. It's not. It doesn't have the sort of visual flair that Edgar Wright brought to it, or the or the uh, really funny script. But so the movie uh, features love and heartache, two uh, roommates who are sort of young business guys. And their buddy, Bunny, who actually cares about his work. So over the course of a couple, maybe a week or so, both Love and Hardik, uh decide to leave their lives behind and basically stow away with Bunny on a trip to Goa. Uh, Hardik loses his job. They, like, after- hijack Bunny's trip. Bunny was going for business, and they just yeah. decide to go party with him. Yeah. Um, Hardik loses his job after... Uh, trying to have sex with a girl at the office and then getting caught by his boss and jumping out of a window to get away from him. And then Love, uh, he uh, is going to propose to his girlfriend and finds out that she's been dating another guy the whole time. So they figure, let's let's get out of here. Let's go to Goa, which um, in Bollywood movies, Goa is sort of like Vegas, I would say. Yeah. That's where you go if you want to party. The only it's one a I've resort been, place. Yeah, the only one I've seen that it's not... Super party all the time would be finding Fanny, mm-hmm. but the rest of the time, if you're going to go, it's it's gonna go. You're gonna go have a fun time. So they go there and they run into a girl who tells them there is a secret awesome rave sponsored by the Russian mafia. This is not like said, you know, as a bad thing. It's just like, oh, you know, it's sponsored by the Russian mafia. This is gonna be really good. And it's on this isolated island so it reminds you of the beach like they have to travel to this isolated island even the beach or like battle royale or something like they don't have a ferry set up for this this is a never go to the isolated island yeah this this isn't gonna go well (laughs) and then when they're they you know have a good time at this party and a new drug is being offered by the russian mob which wouldn't you know it turns all the users into zombies (laughs) Oh, and Saif Ali Khan mm-hmm. shows up as Boris, a mm-hmm. Russian mafioso, who with an impeccable kind of shooting aim, with impeccable aim. Yeah, and his buddy Vladimir, who <laughs> I think says about four words throughout the movie, but seems like a solid guy. And a terrible blonde eye job. Yeah, it's revealed relatively quickly, like within two minutes of meeting Boris, that he's actually a... Uh, Indian man who has joined the Russian mob and bleaches his hair and talks in Russian so he can, you know, get along with the rest of his buddies. Yeah, Nadi Saif Ali Khan can't even fool the idiots in this film into believing that he could be a Russian mobster. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks in English with a kind of Boris Badenov accent. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny. I don't yeah. know. I didn't mind it. 
And so with the zombie outbreak, it becomes, you know, a survival film where they have to try and figure out how to get off the island without becoming zombies themselves. And in Shaun of the Dead style, they learn important things about themselves and get out of their respective funks. And, you know, it's it's an enjoyable movie. I, I would say that the, the, the zombie action... Maybe it, it's it's definitely on par with the original Night of the Living Dead, but there's certainly been a lot more violent films since. But it's mm-hmm. it's it works. Uh, there's some pretty good uh, you know shots of zombies getting hit by cars, shot by shotguns, you know all the classics. I actually like this film more than I thought I would. I was expecting to hate it because this is just like not my thing. I don't like stoner comedies. I don't like zombies. I really thought and you know. All the promotions with Saifali Khan with his blonde hair playing a character named Boris. I just well, who, thought... who arrives and says, I kill dead people, which oh. is, that's pretty bad. I just thought it was going to be terrible. And I actually, you know, thought it was all right. Mm. You know, it's a, it's a decent effort for that kind of zombie comedy that I think is becoming very popular. And there was nothing in it that was like overly turned me off, although... The lengths that the guys go to to try and sleep with this one girl, I thought was starting to get a little bit ridiculous. Well, I mean, they are kind of ridiculous assholes. Yeah. Um, I put it on on par with something like Grabbers, which is the... Uh, is it Irish? It's either Irish or Scottish, but it's uh, you know a similar sort of story of uh, people who we kind of like getting stuck in a situation and having to kill their way out of it. Mm-hmm. In that one, it's aliens who can't kill you, who can't attack you when you're drunk. So they're drunk the entire movie trying to stay away from these blood-sucking aliens, which is pretty funny. In this one, they're high most of the time trying to cope with their miserable lives. Yeah, I have never seen so many anti-smoking ads before a film than this one. Yeah, it this... was insane. They just kept coming to the extent that Saif Ali Khan just eventually himself before the film says, Hi, I'm Saif Ali Khan, and I used to smoke, and this is a bad thing. Yeah, there must have been at least seven different ads on this you know, DVD saying... You know, smoking will give you cancer. Then it said smoking will give you cancer in Hindi. Then it had pictures of guys with cancer. Then it had uh, uh, a guy whose kid's like, please don't smoke. I don't want you to get cancer. Like, we get it, cancer, all right. Um, but to be and fair... And they're clearly smoking weed sometimes. This is yeah, not all tobacco They're smoking products. weed pretty much the whole movie. Um, so it's probably just a government-mandated thing. Like, the amount of smoking you have in this movie necessitates seven ads for <laughs> yeah. anti-smoking. And speaking of uh, fun ads or uh, disclaimers before movies, uh, there's one we wanted to mention earlier when we were talking about Boot. Yeah, all three of these films actually had interesting disclaimers, and so we'll take this opportunity now to uh, reveal them. And before... I think it might come from... Uh, uh, because before Halloween yesterday, the Metro showed uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller. Mm-hmm. And that opens with a disclaimer that says, like, I'm Michael Jackson and this uh, this video does not reflect my uh, interest in the occult. <laughs> so, it, you know, it just, some people feel the need to put it out there. Like, yeah, I am not a uh, occultist. Yeah, so Ram Gopalvarma did something similar. Before, before Boot, Boot he's, yeah. uh, this came up on screen. This film of mine is just an attempt to scare you, and it in no way affects my belief in the supernatural. I also caution pregnant women and people with weak hearts to view it at their own risk. That is Ram Gobelvarma. Yeah, that is some straight-up William Castle, like, we're going to have an ambulance outside of the theater in case anyone dies. If you throw up, you get your money back. Like, that is some straight hucksterism, and 
If only the movie was actually scary enough to want yeah. something like that. But I guess that is in the William Castle style as well. So that was that was probably my second favorite part of the whole movie boot. Yeah, that set us up with expectations that the film could never kind of uh, live up to. And before Ecthi Dian, we had, this film does not promote, propagate, encourage superstition or witchcraft. This film is a work of fiction and does not stereotype women as witches. Which, of course, makes you immediately think that this film is going to stereotype women as witches. And to be fair, um, a not insignificant portion of the women in the movie were witches. So, to be fair. you know, he felt the need to put that out there. To be fair. So, yeah, all the all these films really had to warn us before, uh, before we entered. Um, however, I, you know, as we were saying, uh... Most of the, the scares in these films were mostly pretty mild, and so I think I felt like the uh, the warnings uh, were not were not that important. Yeah. Although it was nice to know that you know the makers of Ecthia Dia don't believe that all women are witches. I mean, I don't believe that either. Oh, that's so, that's very. Cool I don't to be think you're a witch. Um, so, final thoughts on Go Go Agon? I would recommend Go Go Agon to someone, maybe someone who's interested in Bollywood movies but hasn't really seen a lot of them. But does like zombie movies. There is a... Uh, I mean, Aaron didn't like this part at all. But at the end of the movie, there's a long music sequence about how great smoking weed is. Oh, and flying God. through space while smoking weed. So if you're into that kind of, you know, that 70s show or even like an Anchorman version of what drugs are like, that could also be entertaining for you. Yeah, I... Like I said, I enjoyed this more than I thought it would. I think partly because it is really unique. I don't feel like I've seen... Anything like it anywhere, like not in Bollywood, but nowhere else. And I mean, it's clearly yeah, wearing those yeah. kind of popular zombie comedy inspirations on its sleeve. Um, I, from what I read, the cast was given the zombie survival guide. It also has a fun sort of. I'm sure I've seen it in some movies, but it has a kind of uh, uh, scene break thing where it turns into a comic book painting almost. Yeah, and I think if you like take everything with a grain of salt and have fun with the film, then yeah, it, it's pretty enjoyable. The thing about it is scary, although I would say that like you know those zombies are pretty bloody and it was more than I was expecting. Yeah, and um, it also like they appeared to decompose over the course of the few days in it too. So when mm -hmm. they first showed up, I thought, oh, okay, so they kind of got some gray makeup on. And then later on, they started getting more gross, which yeah, was appreciated. it was a good use of practical effects. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, for the most part, like, I do not regret watching this film. Yeah. <laughs> Two out of three ain't bad, right? Yeah, ain't bad. So, uh, what is your, uh, your final thoughts on our quick detour into horror films in Bollywood? Well, I think we have a whole other year to watch some more and do another episode for next Halloween. Mm -hmm. But I will say I'm interested to see perhaps more of the, like, the Q really arty creepy movies. Because I feel like the, uh, the commercially successful ones might not be to our taste. Maybe. Because, you know, we've just seen other movies and aren't going to be shocked by them. So I would like to see kind of the... The weird art film version. And if, if there's more about uh, more Indian mythology, like the, mm -hmm. the witches and snake women, I'm interested in seeing those rather than 
you know, the takes on things I've seen before. Yeah, I, I agree. I'd like to see something more um, kind of unique and distinctly Indian, which I think we got a bit of with Exley Diane. Mm-hmm. Then kind of, you know, more takes on the kind of zombie and ghost stories that we're familiar with. Yeah, Go Go Gone is very enjoyable, but I have no real reason to ever go back to yeah. it. Unless I'm putting together some sort of collection of weird things that Saif Ali Khan has said and done. Well, if you have any Bollywood horror film suggestions or any Bollywood film suggestions in general, you can let us know by tweeting us with yeah. our Twitter, Matt. Our Twitter is at, at @bollywoodpod. You can also tweet me personally at Erin E. Fraser, E-R-N-E-F-R-A-S-E-R. And I'm Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S. You can also, if you're on Facebook, go to our Facebook page, like us, and then leave a... You know, leave a few comments under the uh, the post for this episode. We're always looking for our films to watch, and we promise to get to any suggestions that are given to us. Um, also, I encourage every listener out there, if you are enjoying the show, to please leave us a review on iTunes. We will read out any reviews that we get on air. Um, it really helps uh, more people discover the show, and hopefully more people discover Bollywood films. Uh, we will be back in two weeks. However, I should mention that I do a weekly podcast with uh, Paul Matwachuk called Trash Art in the Movies, which you can also find here on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And uh, what are we going to be doing in two weeks? Right? In two weeks, we are going to be doing an episode on Priyanka Chopra. Mm-hmm. She is currently you know, the biggest Bollywood star in the world with her television show Quantico. So we'll be looking at a few of her films, uh, probably Mary Calm, What's Your Rashi, and uh, Dostana. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back in two weeks.